Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, this Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton. Whoa. Whoa. Um, Wasting no time. <laughs> I mean, we're all about breaking news here. I'm afraid, Aaron, our old buddy Chris Lowe, who broke the huge news of Saban's retirement, he's involved in this one, too. Aaron, as we speak, stepping into our newsroom, I got to give him time to walk in there, our ESPN Central Texas newsroom. And uh, Aaron, turns out, man, our guy in the sky from Birmingham was all over this one. He <laughs> told us this is who it was going to be. Aaron, tell us, the new head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. It is Washington's Kalen DeBoer who guided the Huskies to the Pac-12 championship and a spot in the college football playoff national championship game last year. Well, this is big doings. Um, he informed the Huskies today he's leaving for Bama, sources told ESPN's Pete Thamel. Um, I... Man, I you know, I love the guy. I think he's great. I don't, you know, there's, it's a great job. It's also like, you can't, man, replacing a legend is tough. I did it in media. And I mean, it was not for the faint of heart. We did fine, but man, I kind of. That was t- even though it was my partner for years that I had to replace, but it was not easy. It just the expectations and everything, and then the guy I was replacing was also telling me who all I, he thought I should keep. I don't think Saban will be telling DeBoer that. I think DeBoer will get to bring whatever staff he wants. Um, Aaron, the Washington Athletic Director Troy Dannon. By the way, Aaron, just so there's nobody gets it mixed up, I'm talking about when I replaced Galloway, all right? I'm not, I'm, oh, okay. I don't want anybody to think, oh, Mosley, you know, which legend is he? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about back in the day because I have replaced other people as well. But I would consider Galloway a legend, all right? So that was uh, that was my legend I had to replace. And, again, we had been – co-workers and co-hosts for and good friends but it still was very difficult because as only he could Aaron he was telling me this and that and I should keep this guy and then I should go cuss out the new management and you know he was he was letting me know all the things I needed to do all right Washington athletic director Troy Dannon 
Aaron has made he made an uh, aggressive pitch to try to keep DeBoer. And in fact, they were going to more than double his current salary of $4.2 million. I feel like they probably should have already done that. I mean, Aaron, that's probably what, I mean, DeBoer's probably making about the same as Dave Aranda's making at Baylor, if you really want to just be honest about it. Uh, probably should have jumped on that one a little bit before Bama came calling. DeBoer would owe Washington $12 million buyout if he leaves. He signed a two-year contract extension through the 2028 season in November. Aaron, do you think Bama might cover that for him? You think they probably could handle that? I think they can. Uh, I And we just saw the news earlier today, Norvell, Mike Norvell at Florida State, got a big raise out of this. Aaron, you'd have to think Sark did. Maybe it's private. And you'd have to think Dan Lanning at Oregon. Now, I love how these stories go because these stories a lot of times are fueled and who helps break these stories are agents. And then, Aaron, I just – so this is kind of a funny part of the ESPN story. It says DeBoer had emerged as the Crimson Tide's top target even before the three other possible candidates <laughs> landing Florida State and Sark. You know, that to me, that's a very agent-driven, uh, school-driven kind of thing. 100%. Like, hey, hey, he was our top guy no matter what. Well, man, who knows? You know what's weird is everybody thought about Lane – and Aaron Lane's, I mean, you know, he was the first name that came up. I thought that was interesting what our guy that we had on. Aaron and I were debating whether to have, because he was so good that we were going to let you all hear from him again in the five. But we didn't know the news was going to go ahead and break. So it's a little, it's a tad dated. But Lance Taylor was our eye in the sky from Birmingham and great, gave us a lot of great insight. And he said to Boer. He said, hey, it's DeBoer. Um, I mean, he didn't break it, but he basically said, I think it's DeBoer. DeBoer's in the lead yesterday. And that was before really everybody had already turned to DeBoer. Uh, I think a lot of people thought Norvell was still in the running and had even maybe emerged as the favorite. Aaron, can – so who does DeBoer inherit? Is Milrow still going to be there next year? I guess he will. Uh-huh. So he'll step in with Milrow – uh, at, at quarterback, of course, they'll be loaded. I, it's like, can I love this coach, but also question the hire, Aaron? Like, that's kind of where I am in this. Like, I, like, there's some in college basketball, you always, it's like a very internal kind of thing. Like, at Duke in North Carolina, they believe that only one of their own can do it, right? Okay, Hubert is from UNC. He's the guy. Hubert's, uh, he understands it. Duke, you know, Shire played for Coach K. He understands it. And, and I guess there just wasn't the Saban, the, the, you know, on staff, you know, a lot of times, boy, a guy like Saban, will try to say, hey, here's who I think it should be. Here's who I think's ready for this. And I guess they just didn't have that. I mean, Aaron, that, that offensive coordinator is really young and not proven. 
the guy that quarterbacked at Notre Dame, Tommy uh, Reese, isn't he their offensive coordinator? Um, I'm trying to think who their D.C. is. You know, they've had Dayball. There would have been times in the past, <coughs> like if Sark were still there, even if Lane or Dayball, they might have thought about trying to go internal. In this case, they did not. I, I Again, I think Kalen DeBoer is great. But do I think this is a sure thing? I do not. I do not because it's Alabama. He's got Sioux Falls in his past. He's got Washington. And, again, he's been great there. But I, I, don't, I don't know. Aaron, I think I would have felt, and again, would I have felt better about Norvell? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I, I think I, I think I probably give DeBoer the edge, but man, he seems like he seems like an outsider here. He seems like a major Aaron, I mean, I'm I'm trying to think who DeBoer's been around. Um, that would, you know, kind of like, oh, okay, he was around this person and he was around this guy and he served under this guy. It says after working as the offensive coordinator at Southern Illinois, Eastern Michigan, Fresno State, and Indiana. Now, he was at Indiana with Tom Allen. DeBoer replaced Jeff Tedford as Fresno State's coach in 2020. They went in his second season there, Aaron, they jumped to 9-3. and When they upset San Diego State and UCLA. I'm just saying, this does not, this does not, like, immediately to me scream oh yeah yeah this is this is going to work for sure Aaron thoughts do you are you thinking of all the people we heard hey this is the best they could have done or are you a little skeptical on this hire or no both? I think it's a home run the guy's his resume is super similar super similar to Urban Myers without the other baggage that Myers had. And he's just won everywhere he's went. And I think that translates to any program, including Alabama. I think it's a lot like Matt Rule, where he'll, he's, he's good enough and smart enough to be able to adjust when he gets there and, you know, fill out his staff accordingly. Yeah. You're right. Everywhere he's gone. I mean, he's been – but, again, it was Sioux Falls. It was Fresno State. I get it. And I know I, Baylor's I, yeah, not Alabama, but, you know, people said oh, that rule. First they said nobody could win at Baylor. But they also said, you know, he's, he's from up north. He doesn't have any southern ties. And, you know, he hired a couple of really great assistant coaches and took care of that problem. And he's been pretty successful everywhere he's went. And everywhere this guy's gone. You're right. Uh, let's see. Now, I do think there will be some culture issues to work through, Mm -hmm. obviously. You're right about that part. Alabama and all huge Southern universities where football is king are are just different than their counterparts up north. Uh, That's what they ended with here. The only concern (laughs) is DeBoer's unfamiliarity with the SEC and the region. Oh, they'll get him caught up pretty quickly. <laughs> These fans will. Oh my gosh. I I think this thing has about a 70-30 chance of working. 
So that 70 30 to the to the positive. But it's not to me, it's not a like, oh man, it's gonna it's gonna be smooth sailing. DeBoer, there'll be turbulence along the way. Because I mean it's just it's just oh, dang near impossible. Who replaced Bear Bryant back in the day, Aaron? I think it was Ray Perkins, who had played at Alabama. You know, all these people they always think you generally they think you need somebody. Like I think Bear orchestrated the Ray Perkins. Uh, people that don't remember Ray Perkins, I think at one point he ended up as the head coach of the New York Giants. Would have been the coach right before Parcells with the New York Giants. Was with a, uh, Alabama. Boy, Alabama's missed on some. Mike Price goes there and gets in trouble and does some idiotic stuff, and they have to run him off, I think, before he ever coached it down. Mike Price came from, oh, Aaron, up there in the great Northwest. I think he came from Washington State, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was, he got himself in some awful deal uh, acting like an idiot. Um, the, you know, Stallings was a legend, but again, Stallings was a Bear Bryant guy. He played for Bear. He was kind of part of the lineage. Um, and Stallings, a big A&M guy, but, and, and he became the coach there, of course, but he was also later would become the coach at Alabama. Um, in the past, they've kind of gone with their own people. DeBoer is a little outside the box here. Whoa. All right, their ESPN Aaron is giving this an A- minus on their grading. And for some perspective or context, Mike Elko to A&M got a B plus. This is Rittenberg giving these scores. Uh, I'll see if there's any other. Oh, like, let's look at Willie Fritz to Houston. I know it's a different level. They gave that one an A. Seems like, Aaron, I wish this guy was grading me in college and high school. <laughs> okay, let's look at this. Jeff Lebby to Mississippi State, a B. That's the lowest grade. Golly, man, I, my law school professors. Jonathan Smith to Michigan State gave him an A. I mean, do we? is there anything he doesn't like? Uh-oh, here we go. We found one, Aaron. He did not like the Syracuse hire of Fran Brown. Mm-hmm. Gave that a C. That's kind of, that does not seem very fair to me. I'm a Fran Brown guy. That's an old, uh, that's an old Matt hire at Baylor. That's old Matt Rule. Gonna, gonna, gonna poo-poo a Fran Brown hire. Come on now. All right, Aaron. Um, we're gonna talk some Baylor uh, women's basketball, and to do that, boy, they are snowed in. It is a snowy, snowy world out there. We're about to get some of it ourselves. Let's go to Ames, Iowa, where the Baylor women are holed up trying to thaw out, and going to play a game at noon tomorrow. Can they get it going again? Um, Lori joins us next. Baylor, Big 12 women's basketball. 
on ESPN Central Texas. The fourth-ranked Baylor women on the road at Iowa State on Saturday. 11.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. High noon tip-off Saturday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor women's basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy trap cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Did you know, now's a great time to let Jeff on our Toyota put you in a new or used vehicle. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff on our Toyota, and you can choose from many makes and models, all priced to fit any budget. We also have a state-of-the-art service and body shop and a full-line parts department with factory-trained Toyota specialists. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder drive in Waco and at mytotaloffice.com. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. 
Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas. Scott Drew at 420 today. Live on the Mosley Show. Right now, Lori Fogelman joining us from Ames, Iowa. I mean, it's it's uh, Lori. What a uh, I mean, you're of course Sunday. We're supposed to get some rough weather, but um, mm-hmm. I I've seen some pictures from uh, from Ames. I mean, it's it's hit. It's kind of snowy. Um, what what is it like? I mean, do you have the proper outerwear? Do you and Derek? Did you take what you needed for this trip? Because I'm sure Lawrence wasn't like balmy. You know, uh, after uh, 20 years of basketball, when I had a Texas winter coat, I finally broke down last year and bought a real winter coat. Mm. And uh, so I had that with me. I brought every pair of thick socks, wool socks that I own. I had a uh, hat, gloves, and uh, so did Derek. So we we were okay. We uh, actually got out yesterday before the blizzard came in and... uh, uh, trudged our way over to a coffee shop and um, and got some coffee that's very close by the hotel where we are and and uh, but that was about as much outdoor activity as I will have here because it's uh, it's uh, it's blowy here today and and quite cold. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. Ames known for its coffee shops. Uh, I believe this is a noon tip that we're going to be. Yeah. Uh, watching and listening to you guys will be here espn central texas um lori what what has been the response from the team i mean it was unexpected i gotta say that breakdown at the end of the half boy it it's almost like that thing just kind of left a mark and it kept going right into the third quarter um bears were doing fine playing well and then i don't know they just kind of hit back and it just kind of got ugly there for a few minutes and it ends up a tie. I mean, they just did not finish that half well. What what has been the talk and what's been kind of the attitude of the team? They were probably going to lose at some point. They were probably not going to mm-hmm. go 40 and 0 like that one Baylor team. But still, that's tough when it's an unranked team. Um, you know, it just it's very unexpected. What has been the response that you've been able to to see? You know, I think they're they're just like you would be after a loss like that. You have refocused yourself on the task at hand. But mm. but look, you know, no one likes to lose, but you have to credit Kansas. Uh, Kansas was zero and three coming in this game. They were mm-hmm. seven and seven. They uh, brought back at least well all of their their starters, including four super seniors. And that's not the way that they wanted to start. They were picked to finish third in the Big 12 Conference. They're a very talented team. So, Matt, their backs were against the wall. 
and they played lights out. Uh, so you you do have to to credit them. I can't imagine uh, how they were feeling, thinking that they could be zero and four in the conference. Um, so they once they got hot, honestly, they just they just it was it was hard to stop. But you know, um, we've we've seen these kinds of early losses before, and we've seen them really refocus teams. Uh, I will point uh, to the 2015-2016 season. Uh, Baylor had come back from uh, undefeated, came back after Christmas break. Uh, went to Oklahoma State, who had played a, kind of a warm-up game uh, right after Christmas. Baylor had not. And uh, we ended up losing that game and losing bad. And uh, it was at Oklahoma State. We just did not enjoy that experience. But you know what? Refocused them, and they won the rest of the way out. Um, I don't know how anyone, Matt, can uh, run the table in the Big 12, really any conference, uh, men's or women's. Uh, right now, um, I, I just don't see how that's possible with such uh, parity and talent now. But but uh, I really expect for uh, Baylor to really be, uh, uh, again, refocused and recentered on the task at hand, and that's just Iowa State. Lori Fogelman joining the Matt Mosley Show, um, ESPN Central Texas. You'll hear her on the call with Derek. She does the analysis and I got to say, from a positive standpoint, every time I watch Yaya Felder, and I, I again, I know there are reasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm always lobbying for even more minutes, and I'm sure there's things I don't see that might drive a coach crazy. But what I do see are, like, these passes. Lori, think we've been watching this for a long time, women's basketball, and we've seen some great ones. But, like, she does some stuff that we don't see very often kind of uncommon in the game in terms of she's certainly got some showmanship um, and and then some of those thread the needle, throw it in traffic, no look. I mean, this is not something we've seen a lot over the years. So I have to say I I find her to be extremely entertaining. And Do you (laughs) sense that hopefully she's starting to gain – more and more of Nikki's trust. To me, that's a hard person to keep off the floor, as good as she is. The thing about Yaya Felder is she is just she's instant energy coming off the, the bench. Uh, and right now, she's having fun. Uh, she's having fun mm-hmm. winning. Uh, you know, she can, she can score. She was a high-volume scorer at Ohio, but now she's on a team um, – that is successful. And I think she really enjoys being a part of that, you know, that she's had to lift her game in a lot of different ways, enjoying playing with equally talented, uh, talented teammates. But you're right about the way that she can not only score, but, but how she can pass the ball and uh, uh, have such a high motor. She's a really exciting uh, player to watch. Same with uh, Asia Blackwell. I mean, Asia played well and coach Nikki talked about, uh, her contributions uh, against Texas, uh, against uh, Kansas uh, really came off a, a great game against Houston, but really played well against Kansas. Uh, we just expect Asia to continue to to do that as well. Uh, a real uh, contributor, again, energy off the bench, swagger, toughness, uh, and the ability to to score, to pass. 
she's probably the best interior passer uh, on the team. And uh, to be able to rebound the basketball, that's uh, that's one of the most important things for this team right now, really crashing the boards. All right. What are you, how are you enjoying the pavilion uh, now that you've actually gotten to call a game in there? I don't think we've gotten to talk since you did that. And I was broadcasting over there from the plaza on that mm-hmm. day. Uh, our shows were, and we were pretty, uh, it was very exciting, but to, to get in there and to watch a game. And of course it was nice to get that win. Um, is it everything you thought it would be like, what, what stands out now? I mean, you've been part of tours and you knew and your role in communications, boy, you had to, you've talked about it for a long time, but now that it's here and you've actually gotten to call a game from in there, like what's the, what does it feel like to a broadcaster? Does it like, I know y'all don't hear everything because you kind of need to hear each other during the broadcast, but like, does it feel louder and, and what, what has really stood out to you the most? Well, I'm glad I got to experience it first, or the Foster Pavilion first, by going to the men's basketball game just as a fan. And uh, so you, you felt the building. <laughs> you know, there, it felt like there – I'm sitting in basically where my men's basketball seats are, basically the same place where I was in Farrell. But I felt the sight lines were just unbelievable. Uh, it was loud. I felt the bass. I love the video boards uh, and that the experience as a fan was, I thought, fantastic. Uh, now, from a broadcast standpoint, really all you do is focus on what's between the lines. I mean, you just I, – I may look up every once in a while and be conscious of fans. Um, I usually just watch the bench. You know, I want to see what their reactions are like. Um, and probably for me, the, the, the thing I have to get used to the most is to find the scoreboard. What scoreboard will I, you know, will be my default for my own eyeballs. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, because I always looked at those old scoreboards in the corners there at the Farrell Center, okay. um, the one, the original ones. And, and uh, uh, so I can't look up in the corner. I can, but my eyes aren't quite used to seeing the score there, but but uh, if that's all I have to say, that uh, that's what I have to get used to. I, I thought it was it was a joy to be in there, a real first class facility that both uh, both of our Bears teams uh, deserve, and uh, and our fans can make such an impact. And I'm really excited about that. Can't wait to get back. Until uh, actually, um, I've had enough of snow. For the rest mm-hmm. of my life, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to talk to some people about getting some scoreboards up for you in the corner. I do not yeah. want you <laughs> – I want you to feel completely comfortable in there. So I'll be uh, I'll be visiting with you. Now, you're right. Those sight lines are nice. Uh, although I did not go on one of those tours. And so I, I think some of my buddies in the media claimed a couple of seats down to the left. So I am behind – the goal, but you know what? It's okay. It's okay. I can kind of tell back there what's going on, and uh, and I'm really enjoying it. And those scoreboards are kind of neat. I I was watching Bill Gates at that Cornell game, and he he was mesmerized. I mean, I, Bill Gates was just like monitoring the score, the video board the whole time because I, I was like, "What's he looking at up here?" And then it dawned on me that right up above my head was those video boards. 
So mm-hmm. I think I think even Bill Gates was kind of, I mean, he was kinda, you know he was very very impressed. All right, what about this Iowa State? What's going on with them? Um, that's a tough place to play. Great supporters yes. of women's basketball. I was kind of getting on the Kansas fans because I here they have a great performance. I didn't think they really. And again, I could only see the lower part. I may have been missing something, but they don't have the fans that Iowa State. Like Iowa State shows up. They love their their women's athletics and women's basketball in particular. But it is a place that the Bears have played well in, and and they've had some big wins there. What do you what do you know about this team? That has to be interesting, by the way, for Danae uh, going back. Yeah, uh, well, let me go back to Kansas real quickly. Uh, we did not have good weather in Lawrence either. Okay. And uh, lots of snow and ice. And, and so I think that impacted the crowd. But the, that's the same thing with Allen Fieldhouses and Foster. You may have only a 1,000 fans or like gallagher Iba Arena in, at Oklahoma State. Uh, you have a 1,000 fans in there. They're sitting on you, and it sounds loud. Um, and uh, so they they really got into the game. And, and uh, once they went on that roll, I think it was really the crowd that got them going. Now, Fast forward to to Iowa State. Uh, the the Cyclones are hot right now. Although it is 15 degrees and uh, with blizzard conditions here right now, they they are. Um, I forgot how many games they they have won in a row, but I will tell you they're four and zero in the conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they were down to West Virginia on Wednesday night by 19 midway wow. through the third quarter. And I saw that score and went, oh, West Virginia is going to take this one. And then I saw the final score where Iowa State won by 10. And uh, all it takes is Iowa State with their fans that Philip Hilton, uh, you know, this weather won't bother them. They'll be there. When when they hit a three-pointer, the the announcer just, uh, the PA announcer, it, it, it explodes. And then the crowd gets going, and and the Cyclones can get hot really quick. Now, Baylor's played very well here lately uh, at, at Iowa State, and especially under uh, Coach Nicky. Um, it, it um, you know, they've, they've just got to be locked in and, and ready for some re- redemption. It's not going to be easy tomorrow, uh, but, but uh, I, I have a feeling that – uh, I'm going to use the term locked in again. Uh, I know yeah. Sophia Young likes to use that um, and, and really ready to get back on the court and play the, the kind of basketball that we saw through the first 14 games. Yep. Yep. And you know what? I can't, we can't totally blame it on turnovers. I was looking back as we were talking, it was 14. Dre had too many of them. I think she had five of them, but they've got a, you know, at one of those games, they had like 22 turnovers. I don't know if it's TCU or what. And I thought, golly, that's way too much. And I think TCU had a bunch of them. I may be thinking about the wrong game, but one of those games I remember thinking, okay, they're turning the ball over too much. 14 is not great, but it's doable. But boy, you can, you're right though. You can't get hit with those waves by Iowa State. You got to kind of keep a. We I remember that game in the tournament last year against Iowa State. I mean, Baylor was in it. Man, that was a great mm-hmm. game, the back-and-forth nature of that. But you can't – if you don't watch it, they'll hit you with one of those waves where you could be down 10 to 15 uh, in a hurry. But um, anyway, Lori, this is uh, this is fun. I appreciate it. By the way, did you 
What about the fact that you've been holed up there, and I know you haven't, you you know, you're preparing a lot. You also probably have work stuff you've had to do as well. But mm-hmm. what about Nick Saban and Belichick just in the past, like, 48 hours? The two best coaches in NFL and college history by pretty much any measure. Isn't that wild? I mean, it just, I, I, I feel like it's just a seismic change in both the NFL and, and college football. I'm I'm having trouble adjusting to this. <laughs> well, those are two titans that uh, decided mm-hmm. to to you know step away, and I applaud them for that. Uh, I hope they have a chance to just uh, enjoy themselves. That'll be the most important thing. How how quickly can you step away, and uh, you know, can you really kind of divorce yourself from the day to day football operations, or will we see them come back? Who knows. But, uh, you know, my, my focus right now is on the Pittsburgh Steelers, and, and uh, I'm going to keep my eyeballs on them. And that's really all I pay attention to right now. <laughs> I want you them feel, to do well. You feel okay about Mason Rudolph in this, in this type of uh, environment? I mean, I'm trying to think. Across the NFL, there's some really some tough matchups, like weather-wise. But Rudolph, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Steelers fans seem to be feeling okay about him. Yeah, he stayed uh, just very consistent. They didn't try to have him do too much, and that's great. I mean, you know, all you got to do is win by one point, right, Matt? And and mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really care what the score was. Uh, I was just really glad to see them pull it out and uh, have some great contributions from some toughest nails running backs and some uh, really timely receptions by a really talented uh, receiver core. But I think they lost J.J. Yeah. Watt, or excuse me, is that right? I'm sorry, I'm just losing my uh, – T.J. Watt, excuse me. T.J., yeah. Um, the little brother. And uh, I think he's out for this game, um, and that's a big loss. Yeah. Uh, but, but there's still some talent on the defensive side of the ball, and, and I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll be twirling my, uh, my uh, terrible towel on, on, um, on Sunday. All right. I, I'm just looking at some of these weather things. The Chiefs, Dolphins, they they put out a National Weather Service put out a thing that says cover all extremities, including your head and face. It will be extremely dangerous. Wind chills of negative thirty degrees. There you go. There you go. I mean that is that is what we're talking about at some of these NFL games, uh, and even that Bills game. You know they had thought there were some people that there was one report that they might even try to move that game. Can you imagine mm. if they did that to Buffalo? Can you imagine those fans? The NFL quickly <laughs> shot that down. But, uh, well, listen, stay warm, stay inside, uh, and then noon, you know, that's going to be an early one. It's going to hit, and uh, but that would be yeah. a great victory. That would be a great way to, to jump back in there. And if you win, then, we, you know, the Bears don't have to fall down too many spots, right? Maybe they go from right. number four in the country to – Six in the country, okay? We could accept that. Yeah. You just don't want that two-game. Yeah. yeah. It, it's yeah. all about on to the next. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, if you keep yeah. looking in the rearview mirror, you're going to smash right into what's in front of you. So uh, I yeah. think that's what they're – they're they're not looking back. They're just looking forward and getting ready for Iowa State. So we'll be, we'll be ready come noon tomorrow. You sound like Belichick. We're on to yeah. whatever he used to say. <laughs> We're on to, I forget which one it was famous, but that's that's what he would always uh, say. Lori, I, I appreciate it. Great to have you. And uh, you'll have a fun one. You and Derek have a great call. We'll be listening 
right here back at ESPN Central Texas. All right. Thanks so much. You bet. There she goes. Lori Ogleman. Off into the night. Aaron, did I trip, did I trip her up at the end there? I feel like I, <laughs> I was just saying goodbye. Uh, man, that was that, that, uh, that's going to be interesting tomorrow. Noon, ESPN Plus. The Bears. The Cyclones. They're going to get it on. that, And that coach used to coach a Nikki Collin. Like, they have history. Um, and, uh, or, you know, they, they have a long-time friendship. And so, always interesting when those two get together. All right, it is time for something we call the NFL Blitz Package. That is next. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Prescott's back to throw, looking right. Only heard here. Throws it in the end zone, caught for a touchdown in the back of the end zone. All season. By C.D. Lamb. Sunday afternoon, it's playoff football with your Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Live from AT&T Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Packers. Sunday starting with the pregame at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas. Whether it's a problem with your debit card or just a simple question, things always seem to come up when your bank is closed. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you have access to a real, live, local person who can resolve issues and answer questions from 6 to 8.30 every morning or from 5 to 10 o'clock every evening. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. My house has a new Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Save big on your next pre-owned car or truck at Richard Carr. Well-qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2021 Nissan Versa for $196 a month or a pre-owned 2021 Buick Encore for $286 a month or a pre-owned 2018 Chevy Silverado for $360 a month. 100 thoroughly inspected pre-owned vehicles are on the lot and priced to sell. 100% approval is always our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for the New Year New Ride pre-owned savings event at Richard Carr. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. 
Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, reminder, Scott Drew joining us at 420 today. Baylor head men's basketball coach with his weekly visit. His weekly visit with the the Mosley program. And uh, Scott will shed all kinds of light on. You got Cincinnati coming in here. Aaron, I thought that Cincinnati game was going to be maybe we could stretch our legs, be just fine with that. The Bearcats scare me a little bit now. They're playing a little ball. And, uh, oh, Aaron, a little bit of breaking news for you. Before we jump into the NFL well I did just get word that one of our sponsors one of our great sponsors Hellberg Barbecue Philip just informed me they are going to be at Foster tomorrow like I I mean I'm so excited about that they've uh, they had that fire and then they've now reopened their place out um uh, Oh, and they're going to be right down the road from that, out Highway 6, uh, six Direction. You know, Aaron, out, out there, Spiegelville. Um, but Helberg has done some really cool stuff in town, and now they're going to be at the Foster Pavilion. So, by the way, they are from like 11 to 3 or 3.30. They, they're, op- they're back open every day. Now, it's drive-through, but they're – the great Helberg Barbecue, they're rolling, man. Everybody's showing up and picking up stuff, and they're catering. They're doing all their stuff. So you knew they would bounce back from that bad fire in a hurry. And not only are they bouncing back, but they're flourishing, and they are going to be at Foster Pavilion. Aaron, I may have to bring that up with Scott Drew. I don't know if Scott – surely Scott's had some Helberg Barbecue. I would have to think that he has. All right, Aaron, what is uh, our NFL blitz package? What do you have for us? The Patriots wasted no time finding a replacement for Bill Belichick after it was announced that he wouldn't be returning yesterday. They have hired Jared Mayo as the franchise 15th quarterback. Mayo, only 37 years old. Is set to is uh, set to be formally introduced today at a news conference. He'll be the youngest coach in the NFL, taking that title from Sean McVay, who has held it since being named Rams head coach in 2017. Mayo is a month younger than McVay. He has been the linebackers coach for the New England Patriots since 2019. 
You wondered if Vrabel <coughs> might be in the mix. Aaron, I believe the paperwork had been done on this one. The thought is oh, yeah. they didn't even have to go through the process because it had all been lined up. Now, I don't know what Bill thinks. I mean, I think Bill is okay with the succession plan, but, man, Not the, the fact line. that they were able to <laughs> quickly move this in, it, it's a little bit uncomfortable for everybody, including Jared Mayo. And, uh, and now, <laughs> I mean, it's easier, by the way, to follow Belichick right now than Saban. Alabama's still on top. I mean, the Patriots are in a bad way, and they just had a horrible season, 4-13. and 13. I mean, I'd way rather be replacing Belichick than Nick Saban. Now, Aaron, you think that contract will look a little different? What's that? What did you look up that said that Belichick made like 20-something million? 25 that million. Even, <laughs> that sounds crazy. <laughs> I mean, it, it, quarterbacks, yeah. Quarterbacks, we're now used to making 40, 45, even $50 million. But a coach is not supposed to make $25 million. Aaron, what do you think Jared Mayo? Do we have contract details yet? I'm going to guess Jared Mayo starts off at about 7 or $8 million a year? Or is that too high? Am I too high? I, don't uh, know. I, I think that's... Six to eight, in the six to eight range, yeah, okay. for a new uh-huh. coach. Jared Mayo. What do you think he was making? I mean, <laughs> he was a linebacker's coach. I mean, my gosh, this is a this is amazing. This is amazing. Good for him. They put it together. And, you know, for Patriots fans that were like, let's go a new direction. I mean, I maybe. I mean, I'm sure he'll be a different voice and have a whole different style. But... He knows the Belichick way. Who do you think raised him? Who's his man? Who's his guy? I mean, yeah. this he's, is a Belichickian deal. He spent literally his entire pro football career yeah. playing and coaching with the Patriots. <laughs> Let's run off the greatest coach ever and replace replace him with a man he spent the last you know eight seventeen years training, Jared. Mayo. Aaron, he was a good player, wasn't he? I'm yes. trying to remember. I thought he, he was pretty good. He led them in tackles and had over 100 tackles like four straight years as a linebacker. Who was the better player between he and D'Amico Ryans? Would you go with D'Amico? D'Amico Ooh, was good for the Texans, or would you say they're about the same? It's pretty close, yeah. Neither what if I threw Mike more. Vrabel in? About the same? <laughs> yeah. They're, they were all very good, but not great yeah. NFL players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would imagine um, trying to – D'Amico at least had two Pro Bowls. Right. We could see how many Mayo. It's probably similar. And I bet Vrabel may have had a couple more because Vrabel was playing on some of those great – the early part of that dynasty. He, he was in there. And they may have even thrown a pass or two to him. You remember that, Aaron, when they would do that every once in a while? Throw it out. They'd put one of their linebackers in. Then they'd roll them out, throw them a pass, throw them a touchdown pass. One of those guys caught a Super Bowl touchdown. I don't know which linebacker. Now, one of those linebackers ended up not loving. Now, not 
not Brewski, but there was another Ted, you know, that ended up with some real tough issues after this Patriots time. Um, you know, like had some bad concussions. Yeah, that's. I think I thought his name was Ted as well. I'll have to think through that one. All right, Aaron, what else do we have? After. Aaron Sexton on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What do you have, sir? Pete Carroll's 14-year run as Seattle Seahawks coach came to an end Wednesday when team owner Jody Allen announced that he's transitioning into advisory role, but not before Carroll fought hard to keep his job. The challenge in making that case, Carroll said, was that they, quote, they're not football people. Carroll shared the details of his season-ending meetings with Allen when he appeared on Seattle Sports 710 AM for the final installment of his weekly radio show. He said the first objective was to get to the bottom of what happened this past season when the Seahawks finished 9-8 and and missed out on the playoffs for the second time in three years. Wait, who, who did he say? Who did he say weren't football people? He said that the about owner. the Allen? Or yeah, Joey the Allen? owner. <laughs> football people, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> oh, <Fire> no. <laughs> Fire Holy. Man, that is rough. That is, they're not football people. And so he's going to stay there, as it, and that's what he's basically saying is they need me to be the advisor. Is that kind of what he was getting at? I think so, yeah. Golly. I don't see him staying that's, there. I think he'll be coaching mm, next year. Mm. Well, I mean, out of Belichick and Carroll, I think Belichick's more hell-bent on coaching. I mean, I would say – Pete acts younger, but he's not actually younger than Belichick. Man, I cannot believe Saban. Aaron, I don't know if you got that. I mean, and we may play some of that later. I, I that that was that was fascinating listening to him, and it just it did not sound like him to basically go this year. I just didn't. The grind was getting to me. God, it sounded. I was just like, what? Who is this? That did not sound like the great Saban. So weird. All right, Aaron, what else do we have, sir? The commanders have hired a new general manager. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, it's Adam Peters from the 49ers. Washington interviewed a handful of candidates for the position, including the Cowboys' Will McClay. Luckily, they didn't hire him. Peters will now lead the football the uh, football team under their new <laughs> under their new owner. He has been with the 49ers for the last few years. He was also with the New England Patriots and Denver Broncos, spending his first 11 years as a scout and winning Super Bowls with each of those franchises. And he's been this the is, he, for yeah. the last couple of years. He's been the vice president of player personnel, in San yeah. Francisco. Well, you're, you know, it's a place that is a place, and of course, they made a, <clears throat> they they kind of messed up that Trey Lance deal, but but a lot of other deals they seem to get it right. I think sometimes we think of that place as a coach-led environment, but you know, I I would say they've put some they put some really good teams together, and they're always knocking on the door. 
either NFC title game or playing in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's a big-time organization. So uh, I don't think that's a bad one. And, Aaron, that leads to, you know, some really good news for Cowboys fans. You were just uh, mentioning it, but, you know, the Panthers, I think Washington, I think others, you know, had been interested in talking to Will McClay. And the announcement went out today. It wasn't really an announcement. It was according to sources, Will McClay had decided to stay with the Dallas Cowboys. Did he get more money out of it? I hope so. I hope Jerry's ended up paying him a little more. Everybody's using these jobs as leverage right now. Like, seems like five guys on Saban leaving just got big raises out of all that. So I hope Will McClay... But it's smart. I know there's got to be part of him. Will's about 55, something like that. There's got to be part of him that wonders, what if I ran my own place? But, again, he's got a pretty great deal. They love him. Mm -hmm. Jerry loves him. They give him so much, you know, uh, say in it. He puts the drafts together, and and, and he he seems – it's one of the safer jobs (laughs) – in all of professional sports, Aaron, that the, being the be, Will McClay's job with the Cowboys. Absolutely. And he's basically got a job for a lifetime because even if Jerry Jones steps down or passes, Stephen Jones is going to take over the Cowboys, and he's not getting rid of Will McClay. They are thick as thieves, as the old saying goes, and uh, yeah. they do the drafts basically together. So, yeah, and – Good for Dallas because I think besides losing their starting quarterback or maybe Micah Parsons, losing Will McClay would be devastating for the franchise. Done a good job. He's certainly done a great job. Um, You're right. And, Aaron, just for the record, I just want to reiterate, I say this from time to time, Jerry will live forever. All right? (laughs) There's no no end in sight. He's already had no. Yeah, he's, he's already been bitten by the vampire. He's uh, he's eighty something now. He's eighty one, probably eighty two. I I see him still being out there meeting with the media at age ninety. Still think he'll be doing it. I wouldn't. And uh, he doesn't sleep a lot. I'm not. I don't. I don't think he's living that long because of clean living, as much as just. There is something to just constantly that charge, that competitor in you, all of that. But then also having a, a yacht in the luxury. If you're a driven individual who also has all these creature comforts, now that's like the perfect combo. Now these college coaches and high school coaches, and, and, and they drive, in NFL too, they drive themselves too much. See, Jerry's got the perfect thing. He's the owner. He doesn't coach, so he's not it, he, He's not going to – yeah, I better watch it, Aaron, because I don't want to like – I was about to say he's not going to drop, but he, I was gonna, But you just don't want to say things like that. He is going to be fine. All right, do you have another one? Yes, injuries uh, – mm. injury news on the uh, Bills-Steelers game. The Bills will be without wide receiver Gabe Davis and safety Taylor Rapp. Rapp made the game-clinching interception in the uh, Bills win – against the Dolphins last week. The Steelers will be shorthanded on defense as well. They will be without all-pro def- linebacker 
T.J. Watt, who is out with a sprained knee, but they do get some good news defensively as they get all pro safety Micah, Minka Fitzpatrick back this week, which will be a big boost to their defense, especially with Watt out. Isn't it funny how, like, we we think the Steelers might have a puncher's chance just because, like, we can imagine them functioning in all that snow and the mess. And, like, we don't think the Dolphins have any shot. <laughs> oh, I do. Because, well. And most people don't, yeah. I, I'm just saying, if you look at the numbers, any game below 40 degrees, and I think this goes back to the playoffs and maybe includes some regular season games, but they're like oh for their last nine in those types of games, <laughs> 40 degrees. And, you know, they play in Miami. It's a balmy, you know, their place is – it's not a dome, is it, Aaron? That's a that's an outdoor uh, facility, and um, they're just don't fun. There are just certain teams that don't fun. Like I would not feel good about the Cowboys at all going into one of those environments. And the good news is, unless something changes dramatically, they won't have to. The worst that could happen is they go out to San Francisco and you get a little fog or something, but you're not going to face snow and all that kind of stuff. Um, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Scott Drew, Baylor uh, head men's coach, coming up at uh, 420. That'll be exciting. A lot to discuss with him. Uh, and But next, we just caught up. Got a couple more Cowboys nuggets for you. Uh, and then remember, Campus Confidential today at about 445. All of it's coming up next. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100-plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern-looking feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. 
Element Waco Hotel. Sunday afternoon, it's playoff football with your Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossie, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 8080. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams and Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Texas. Our visit with Scott Drew coming up at 420. Confirmed. Scott's just waiting on us. He's ready to go. And uh, Aaron, let's get we'll get uh, Scott's thoughts on uh, some of these NFL playoff games. He's into all that. Now he's got bigger fish to fry on uh, Saturday. I mean, he's got to play uh, Cincinnati. That's that's Bearcats team. Is very interesting to me. I also kind of want to bring up all these upsets. What about UCF over KU? Aaron, is that the upset of the year so far in the Big 12? I guess it would have to be. Oh, by far, yeah. Um, what's next? Anything else grab you? I mean, I was not surprised by TCU beating the ranked Sooners at home. Trying to think of, uh, boy, I mean, Cincinnati almost beat Texas. That was uh, that was a big one. I think Cincy, Cincy at BYU was a pretty big upset, given, you know, the way BYU was playing and what they were ranked at the time. So I'm going to go Cincy at BYU, UCF over KU, 
Anything else, Aaron, come to mind? I think, uh, oh, who did um, who did Iowa State? Oh, Iowa State takes down, uh, beat Houston. Houston. That would have yeah. to be looked at as an upset. Yeah. Um, but it just illustrates. I mean, there are no, the only easy out, I won't say this to Scott because he's going to be nice about it, but is West Virginia – Anybody else? I don't. I mean, now that we've seen UCF do this, we've seen Cincy. Thought we were going to have more easy outs. I think Oklahoma State showed how they tough they can be at home in that Baylor game. They took Baylor to overtime. But I would say the easiest outs right now are West Virginia, OSU. I don't think UCF's going to be great, but that was a great win uh, for them in that in that one. Uh, Aaron, um, the uh, Cowboys, that game's coming up. Boy, weather's going to kick in. Of course, it's indoors. I'm more just concerned about, like, what it is. I'll be covering the game for ESPN Central Texas. Um, You know, I've been kind of wanting to look and see, like, the latest today. There was going to be a a conference today. I want to, you know, we need to see the latest Friday participation. And, Aaron, if you have that injury list in front of you, I'm having some Wi-Fi issues here. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm just very interested in what the Cowboys are going to have at their disposal. I think they're going to be in pretty good shape. Uh, you know, Hankins is somebody they need and they love, and he's been out for a while. I do think the Packers are going to try to follow a template and they're going to try to come in, and they are going to try to run the ball. But, Aaron, as we've been talking about, I mean, I some of these players um, will grab your attention. They're not, they're not household names. But I, I'm still trying to get used to who all these receivers are, Aaron, but they're good. They're good. Is it uh, Musgrave is one of maybe like a tight end. They've got other – they've got these receivers that are putting up numbers. I, I, they just got some really good young players that they've drafted. You know, in all those years and Aaron Rodgers being frustrated and them not feeling like they're putting enough around him. Isn't that interesting? He leaves, and now it starts to look like they're going to put some really good uh, players around Jordan Love. Um, now, Aaron had the story um, – the again now the breaking news today is that uh, DeBoer, Kalen DeBoer, has agreed to be the next Bama coach. All right, ESPN had this news earlier today, um, and uh, he informed his Washington players and staff on Friday that he is leaving for Alabama. Forty-nine years old will inherit one of the most coveted jobs in college football. Here, I find it fascinating. It used to be, man, that coaches, even back in the 70s and into the 80s, they'd get toward their 50s and be looking for an exit. And, and now we're seeing guys that are about to turn 50, just kind of things are taking off. Things are getting rolling. Aaron, how many guys have gotten raises off this thing? I mean, I... I that is really something. Um, and again, I, I want to, some point, Listen to a little bit, golly, of, of Saban, him going on ESPN. That was fascinating to me. Um, 
De, De Boer has basically, I mean, in, in that, in, in Saban leaving, has earned paydays for Dan Lanning, Florida State's Mike Norvell, and Texas's Steve Sarkeesian. Now, Aaron, I would say, do, what, where do we think Bama fans, like if we're listening to Feinbaum or Next Round Live like we had on yesterday, where do you think they are on this hire? DeBoer. I, I think my thought is that they're kind of like, yeah, that's that's good. That's great. DeBoer's good. He's good. But, boy, I think they're trying to settle in on it. I think these other names were names they would have had an easier time relating to a little bit. Kiffin, his name, honestly, when it came push came to shove, his name didn't come up that much. You know who else didn't, Aaron? The great Dabo Sweeney, who played it. it, it I almost feel bad for Dabo. Two years Dabo's ago, he so would have been the head coach. In, What's in, that? Said two years ago, he would have been the head yeah. coach five seconds after Saban retired. Yeah. And not even a thought this time around. Nope. I mean, his name was on the list, but it was almost just being polite. I mean, it's like you can't really say, like, Nick's about the only one who could get away with, like, hating NIL and the portal because they were still good at it and could do it. And they recruited so great, they could just kind of add here and there, and they would have players leave. But they were just so loaded that they could do it. Dabo has been a great recruiter, but he didn't. He did not adjust to the portal. We sometimes think because we're so connected to Baylor that you know Aranda is the only one who struggled with it. Well, there are a lot of guys who struggle with it. Even Saban, he hated it, but he did it. He was able to do it. Now DeBoer will come in, I think he'll be a little more aggressive in some of those areas. Um, now, Aaron, we didn't really get into this yesterday. Wasn't that interesting about Florida State getting hit? Now, again, it's not the end of the world. They, that one collective, they can't do stuff. They're going to lose some observational days. They got one of their assistant coaches is suspended for three games. Like, I don't – it's not the end of the world, but I do find it interesting what the NCAA decides – to you know where they decide to get after people you know and this is a ta- this is an area where they crack down in the new rules that they have as far as where they can have a little more direct contact between the schools and the portals did not apply here these illegal things happen beforehand and it looks like they were kind of doing some stuff where the assistant coach they would have an event or the assistant coach would drive the person over to meet the booster. There, it was just there wasn't enough sort of plausible deniability. It's not like they're the only ones doing it. They just got a little bit too out there. And again, I don't know why the NCAA. I mean, and oh, and Aaron, how about that other news? Norvell ends up with what ten million a year now. His new deal, $10 million a year. Aaron, where's all that money coming from? I thought they were following all those lawsuits and crying about the ACC, not having enough money, not having enough TV money with the ACC deal. And somehow they found the money to go take care of this head coach. People say, man, it comes from a different place. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, a lot of it's their operating budget. I mean, I know boosters can come up with some of this stuff, but they got to get it somewhere. And they're crying about the ACC. But when push came to shove, boy, hey, hey, we got the money to keep. The great Mike Norvell. All right, we do have Scott Drew. 
national championship winning coach, joins us next. Baylor, Big 12 basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The 14th-ranked Bears hosting Cincinnati Saturday evening in Foster Pavilion. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor basketball, ESPN Central Texas. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands, Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. King of the Road. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO scores an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. It's Matt Mosley. You can make the decision right now to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Don't go another year compromising because of that pain in your knees or shoulder or like my neck, for instance. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. This is not a Band-Aid. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again, get your life back. And listen, it's non-surgical. It's very important. If this is the year you decide to fight back against that pain, take the first step now. 
call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar. Call 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is time for Scott Drew to be on our program. Scott, we have not talked since Foster Pavilion. Believe it or not, I was there at Cornell. I've been hanging around there. I'm really loving it, loving the scene. I like to come down there on the court and hobnob with some of those folks, some of your friends down there, some of my friends. Uh, What a scene. It is becoming. Welcome back to the uh, Matt Mosley Show, Scott. Scott Drew. I'm not hearing him, Aaron. Okay. We, uh, we are endeavoring to speak with Baylor head men's coach Scott Drew. We had him ready to roll there. And uh, we'll do a take-two situation. Scott is, uh, I believe, was ready to roll, and then we somehow lost him. But that's okay. We'll just kind of keep, we'll keep rolling here. We'll get him, we will get him uh, going. I kind of want to hear what Scott thinks, too, about all these coaches change. I mean, what a, what a wild time this has been. Nick Saban, Bill Belichick. I mean, these are seismic changes. These are these are some of the biggest things in my career um, covering the NFL. I, I I just you're just not used to just massive things happening like this, and for it to happen in a 48 hour period is really a strange, strange thing. Lots to talk to Scott about, including these Cincinnati. Bearcats, and uh, it's a team that um, it's a team that worries me a little bit. I, I thought maybe Cincinnati would it take them a little time to get up to speed, but they kind of know their way around. Good rebounding team, and um, this is a uh, this is an interesting. Okay, Scott Drew. Oh, Scott, I just gave you such a tremendous introduction, and then suddenly you weren't there. Scott, do you have me? <laughs> Gosh! <laughs> oh, I don't think I don't think we don't think we have him. Uh, golly! Um, and I was going to text him real quick here, and just to just to tell him uh, that we're trying. Uh, maybe we'll give it one more. Uh, so you're, so Aaron, you're hearing him, but it's just the something is going wrong with our phone system here. Uh, so anyway, I'll just, I'm going to text him real quick. Uh, but Scott Drew in his weekly appearance, it may not happen. We'll continue to see what we can put together. Um, and, uh, we, uh, we're set to have him at 420 today. Uh, but, uh, it may not happen Cincinnati. You know, I was, I was looking at him earlier today and, they fascinate me in that one of their players, and I brought him up the other day, is named Jizzle James. It's uh, Edgerin's son, Edgerin James. 
Golly, it just seemed like yesterday he was a rookie running back. And, uh, I mean, I, it's, just, it's just wild. Now, they do some cool things. In addition to hitting the boards like crazy, Cincinnati, who's coached by Wes Miller, and, and, and I kind of, you know, always like, now how do I know Wes? Well, years ago, he came up with Roy Williams and played at UNC, ultimate UNC guy. Then he went to UNC Greensboro. He even wrote a book back in the day. The, uh, like, heaven, heaven is uh, the... Um, Oh, it's, it's something. He's like 25 years old, and he wrote a book about uh, North Carolina. Tell you what we're going to do. Going hit to a, hit, hit a pause, hit the pause button here, and uh, hear from a couple of our sponsors, and then we will try to uh, get Scott Drew on the line. We cannot let this day go by without it, so we're going to give it a go, and that's coming up next. Baylor, Big 12 women's basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The fourth-ranked Baylor women on the road at Iowa State on Saturday, 11.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. High noon tip-off Saturday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor women's basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre-orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full-service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. All right, let's give this a try. Scott Drew holding. Scott Drew on line one. Scott, come in. Well, hey, I, I, you guys did a great job boxing me out. But you know what? I got through. I got through. The blitz finally worked. <laughs> oh, man. You've infiltrated the Mosley Show. Did you hear that news? Hey, folks, Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. Uh-uh. Uh, um, Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg yeah. Barbecue is coming to Foster Pavilion. How fun is that? I mean, wow, we're just gonna we're gonna awesome. have everything there. Yes, Golly. sir. That's the happening place. Yeah, and uh, banana pudding. They'll have some brisket sandwiches and everything. So they're one of our sponsors. They're a great Baylor sponsor. Philip and Yvette Hellberg. Their place like burned recently, Scott, and then they just came rolling back a resilient couple, and they're already serving again at their place, and they'll be over at Foster Pavilion. So that'll be, uh, that'll be exciting. How, how excited have you been um, to be over at Foster, and is it starting to feel, you know, like home? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you discover something new about it all the time. 
Uh, how have these first couple of weeks, how's it gone? Has it been hectic? And are you getting enough practice time in there to kind of make it feel? I'm sure you have your shoot-arounds and all, but, I, you know, how, how, does it, how is it feeling to you? Well, you know, it's, we're treating it like an NBA arena this, this year. And what I mean by that is um, our offices and everything, weight room, all that stuff has stayed the same because really the only place open in the pavilion is the court. So um, we're in the visiting locker rooms and everybody's kind of in makeshift places. So the only time we go over there is the day before a game and you get one practice and then you'll shoot around the day of the game. And then other than that, um, everything's business as usual at the Farrell Center. So uh, very similar to NBA arenas where their practice facility and offices and everything are one spot. And then they go on game days to the arena. And we'll do that until probably uh, July. Um, okay. uh, and at that point this summer, then we'll make the move and acro and tumbling. will have the barrel and we'll be fully over there. But, uh, uh, I can tell you every time we go over there, the players, uh, uh, love it. And really they love it when it's game time and such a, such a, you've been there, such a great, uh, atmosphere, home court environment. And for, for downtown, I mean, once we finish all the construction and everything, uh, again, you don't have to be a basketball fan and what it's going to do for the downtown area and for when they have concerts and whatnot. It's going to be great for the city of Waco. How much louder does it already feel to you during the game? I mean, you used to kind of you used to yeah. have to whip the crowd into a frenzy. I don't really think you're going to have to do a lot of that. You're still doing your signature yeah. Scott Drew fist pump from time to time yeah. when something big happens, but how, what is it? What does it sound like to you during games? Well, I think uh, the best way to describe it is, you know, you get a ten for the perfect dunk, and I think if the, if the Farrell, it did get loud, but the Farrell, let's say that let's say that 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 was a, a a five to a seven, normal, and what I mean by normal is that's the normal noise decibel level, and I think at the new pavilion, it's in an eight on the normal. It's not even close. And then the upside, when it gets going, that's when it gets to 10, where just the feral couldn't do that because it was too spaced out. And it's very similar. Like, you got that uh, Ferrari you drive, and you can go 180 miles an hour where the rest of us, I mean, we we, <laughs> we, we top out at 100, you know? So... <laughs> Have you seen my Ferrari lately? I'm, I park it over at the Herd Center, and then I walk under that bridge to get over to the pavilion, uh, but, uh, by the way, people have done a good job parking and the shuttle's been nice. And I got to say the uh, media shuttle, nothing, you know, we complain about everything, the media, that's what we're known for. But I, other night I got out of that thing and there was a shuttle, a warm shuttle on a cold night, just waiting for me next to Clifton Robinson Towers. So I'm telling you, I mean, under some weird circumstances, they've done a really nice job because this is a strange thing without all the parking and without this thing being finished out to try to get everybody in there. And yet they seem to be doing it without a hitch. I've heard that from numerous people as well. Uh, um, Baylor, the city done a yeoman's effort, getting it done in 20 minutes, 20 months. And for anyone that goes, obviously it's an, a great experience, but I think the, 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 the thing that people have been most proud of or most surprised with is just it, it's a lot easier to get in and out of it, and um, especially this year, that, that's such a blessing. 
What did you think of Bridges the other night? I mean, that was pretty remarkable. It just seems like he's finishing through contact, lots of confidence. What what kind of player are you seeing this year? And, like, how much of that is just adding some bulk, getting stronger? Like, wh- where have you seen his game grow the most? Because he's already a really nice player for you and did a lot of dirty work. But we saw it late last year he started to yeah. score more. And, and really get the shot going. Have you just seen a continuation of that? Yeah, Jalen is such a great teammate. A lot of times he likes to fit in, and some guys show up and they're just the alpha dog right away. And Jalen lets the game come to him, lets everything uh, – he, he, he likes to get familiar. And that's why people love playing with him is he doesn't force things. Um, very unselfish. Last year, got comfortable, made shots. He always rebounds. Um, he really, really low turnover guy. He's gotten uh, stronger uh, um, and better defensively. But uh, I think he picked off where he let, let off last year. And then going through the draft process, I thought that was – he continued to improve. And then he saw what he needed to get better in. And at the end of the day, the biggest thing is it, it, why people like uh, uh, experience is they've been through it. And – Jalen's now in his fifth year in college, and that experience really helps. That gives you more consistency. And at the end of the day, um, that's why that's why uh, freshmen normally have great moments, but you don't have the consistency because they haven't done it day in and day out. Like Matt Mosley on the radio, you are a vet, baby. Like there are no bad days. It's just perfect 10. Yeah, I don't think you heard the show Tuesday. <laughs> um what now? What do you say? Speaking of these freshmen, what about Eve? What about um, what about Eve when he has a game like he did the other night? I mean, it's just uncharacteristic. He's one of the best freshmen in the country. He has like one rebound and no points. I mean, he's been scoring ten just on putback dunks. What was? I mean, if part of that was foul trouble. But what do you say to Eve? You know, a young guy like that after a game that just kind of didn't really go his way. I mean, we're used to him almost taking over these games, and for whatever reason, it just didn't really happen the other night. Well, the great thing is you can see Steph Curry, once this year, is going to go over 13 from three. And no one on the Golden State uh, Warriors is going to be nervous about that at all. And same thing, uh, everybody's not going to have their best games. And just what I said, normally the experienced guys – you're a little more consistency because they've been through the ropes. They know the rigors of it. Very similar to an NBA rookie. I mean, an NBA rookie compared to an NBA vet, one's used to playing 82 games. The other's just experiencing it, so they're going through more ups and downs. Um, but that's that's what makes a great team. you got to have depth. you got to have balance. And when someone doesn't have a good night, well, you can't be like, well, we're going to take a loss because this person didn't, didn't make shots play well or whatnot. Um, you got to have multiple people ready to step up. And that's what's so good about this team is uh, you got to have depth and, and we've had different people step up. I mean, you look at college basketball, if you're a team, you're probably losing if you uh, uh, watched any of the scores this week because <laughs> it seemed like there are only about three ranked teams that have won all week. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that UCF thing something? I mean, I don't know what to make of UCF, but, I mean, they're just kind of hanging around the first half. And then they they take down Kansas. I mean, you you every it's just a reminder that going on the road, you got to treasure those road wins. I mean, I even that Oklahoma State win, finding a way 
that's going to be huge, isn't it, for you even maybe later down the road uh, well, to, remember, to pull out a game like that. Remember, basketball has the toughest, it's the hardest sport to win on the road, and that's because the the crowd has such an impact. And, and, and I know you're, you're – you, you, uh, um, I've shared this story with you personally, but like Sports Illustrated a long time ago did that study in Europe and they took the soccer stadiums and the soccer stadiums that had tracks between like a running track between the stands and the field. They, those teams didn't have the home court advantage that the teams that had the, the no track and the, and the fans were closer. And really the only time it was completely even is when there were no fans when there was riots or fights and they banned fans and that gives you the true sense because fans can help influence the opposing team they can help influence officials they influence everything and and you take that out and that's a big part of the home court advantage is that momentum and, and influence that they have normally coach self takes those officials with him though <laughs> you said that, not me. <laughs> how, what, what's the deal? How disappointing is it when a guy like D'Antoine Grimes, who we, we obviously, everybody likes the guy. I mean, he, and he was an, he was really a nice, I mean, you know, and you, you, you were hoping to get more from him, but you have, he's behind like five guards. I get it. You can't get time for everybody. What do you say to a guy like that when he, because you hate to see somebody leave his teammates yeah. during the season, but I'm sure y'all think a lot of him. So, what what did yeah. you what did you make of that decision, and 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 how do you handle something like that? Well, first and foremost, we're thankful and grateful for his contributions to our program, and then the second thing is uh, we help him uh, any way that uh, we can moving forward uh, uh, with finding a school that uh, he, he feels uh, led to go to, and um, that's. To the, the day and age now, I mean, people are going to going to change schools and um, not everybody's going to come and finish where they start. And uh, Our job is to pour into them and uh, help them as much as we can while we're blessed to, to coach people. And um, uh, I know I know we'll be praying for them and uh, hoping the best for them. Uh, at the same time, uh, we're right in the middle of starting Big 12 play. So. Uh, it's it's on to Cincinnati, who's the number one defensive rebounding team in the country, and uh, the number eight overall offensive rebounding team in the country. So, the good thing about the Big Twelve is, no matter who you're playing, when you're playing them, you got a great test ahead of you, and that gets you focused real quick. What stood out to you that BYU game? They almost beat Texas, as you just said. Uh, offensive and defensive rebounding, top ten in the country. That does jump off the page at you, but I, I thought Wes would struggle in his first year in the Big 12, and he may yet uh, do that. It's always tough, but still very competitive. Could easily be 2-0 and uh, instead of 1-1, and if not for a last-minute nice bounce there from Acemas. Um, what, what, what kind of has stood out, and who do you really have to zero in on and, and be prepared for in this one? Well, Cincinnati's a, a real strong physical team, a really big team. Um, start a six eleven four man, seven foot center, and then they they just rotate the bigs in, and um, some of them are uh, a little better on the perimeter, some of them are elite shot blockers, some of them are uh, um, good post players. Um, but kind of like BYU had uh, a mixture, um, 
but that's what makes them so good is they have that depth and uh, uh, they all really compete. And uh, one of the best things that uh, a coach can compliment another coach on is just how hard the team plays. And Cincinnati plays extremely hard. And uh, um, I think it, they opened the nation's eyes with their win at BYU. Uh, but this is a team top 30 in the, uh, the net and um, it, it got off to a good start. I think really what, what changed their seasons when they got a couple guys that, that originally were going to have to miss this year. And then now they're playing for them. And obviously that, that gets them uh, uh, a jump start and gives them uh, more depth than they thought they would have going into the year. If, if uh, the people uh, that are playing now would have been cleared this summer. I think Cincinnati would have had a lot more national buzz going into the year because everybody knew how good uh, the other two guys were that weren't playing. You think Jizzle James is one of the better names in college basketball, the son of the great Edgerin James? I can't believe that. It seems like Edgerin was just a rookie on my fantasy <laughs> football team just a few years ago, and now Jizzle James. I mean, what a – what a name! And that guy, that guy brings it, I believe, off the bench for them. Well, he's somebody uh, we saw play in high school and uh, uh, loved how he competed and played. And he's a really good player. Um, you know, in in, in basketball, uh, there's a lot of times you look out there and say, "Man, that guy would be a great football player." Uh, I, he could be a great football player too. He is really athletic and really tough. Um, uh, got some Davion Mitchell in him. Ooh. My gosh, you're worrying me now if he's got some Davion Mitchell um, to, to say that. Scott Drew on the Matt Mosley Show. How about that? Wasn't that wild? The Belichick, Saban, Pete Carroll. Isn't that, just, isn't that just wild as a coach to see that level of greatness? Maybe the best NFL coach ever, the greatest college football coach ever. And within a 24-hour period, those two guys, and Pete Carroll's certainly great, I mean, as someone who loves coaches and respects coaches and grew up around them, uh, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? I mean, and, and to look back on those careers, and Belichick may not be done, and Pete may not be done, but uh, that was pretty wild, wasn't it, to see that, that kind of thing in a, in a short period of time. Well, the one thing I love is, is when, after they did it, everybody talking about the, the effect and um, the positive impact they've had on so many people and not only the programs and the wins, but just how they've done it and uh, uh, the players that have gone on the greatness after playing for them. But uh, I've, I, when, after, the year after we won the championship, uh, I visited with Coach Belichick and I've talked with them since then. Um, I've talked to Coach Saban and talked to him since then. And, and I don't say that to name drop. I say that to say really humble, servant, great leaders that, want to help other coaches and some coaches you'd be like, I'm not talking to any basketball coaches. I'm not talking to any college coaches or whatnot, like um, really good men um, that, that care about helping get the best out of young people. And um, they pass on their wisdom and knowledge to, to coaches to help them so that they, they can learn from them. And uh, that's, that's uh, something that I, I, I didn't tweet about it or anything, but uh, since you talked about it, like, uh, huge respect for both of them that they would um, and you see why they're successful because first of all they get back to you and they do it in a timely manner and then they give you time and then they help you and you're like man no wonder people like playing for them because they 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 help you and that's the definition of a coach it helps someone get from one spot to another actually I think uh, coaches came from the word coaches came from stagecoach back in the day 
I learned that from Coach Dale Brown. He's a man of a lot of talent <laughs> and wisdom. Dan Dale Brown from LSU. Wow, that is uh, Back in that, the day. that's stagecoaches. Coaches came for stagecoaches. That's some man. I got to look into that. I and mean, I don't want to read a little more about that. Isn't that <laughs> isn't that isn't that neat to see uh, Grant and uh, Jerome? facing off tomorrow i mean i i know this is going to happen and you're going to keep running into these guys that were on your coaching tree and on your staff but when you see them square off um and this will be the first time for those two I, i'm sure there's a lot of pride but it's just kind of fun for me to imagine those guys because they you know they, they were at each other every once in a while you know they're competitive dudes but jerome always rooted for grant like crazy he would watch his games like UNT, whatever they were on, even if it was like Flow TV. He was trying to watch UNT to see how they were doing. So that's got to be a neat feeling for you to to see, you know, two of your coaches square off like that. Well, it, it, it's it's so happy and proud for their success. Um, I tell you what, I like the best though is seeing us three all uh, uh, at the top of the Big Twelve standings, and that's mm. that's that's a lot more exciting than actually competing against one another. I think. Uh, uh, Coach Mack, Coach Tang, and, and myself would probably say uh, the tough thing is after that game's over, you know whoever loses what they're going to feel, and you don't want your friends to feel that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same at the same time, uh, that's that's uh, 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 part of being in the same conference. Uh, you compete like crazy, and then you cheer for each other once you're done. Yeah, you need to put them in those other conferences, though. Like Paul Mills is in a safe conference, right? He's not. Well, you can tell Grant and Jerome that, all right? I think think Grant was the one who got Jerome working out, if I remember the story correctly. And Jerome, yeah, yeah, and kind of they started some of those early morning workouts and and uh, and I think they've you know continued to this. Jerome takes good care of himself. He you have to when you like eating as much as Jerome does, and uh, well, our whole staff likes eating. <laughs> yeah, it's not just Jerome, but Jerome actually learned how to cook and do all that stuff, which is uh, which is which is very interesting. And and uh, but uh, well, Scott, that was uh, fun. That was well worth the wait. There, glad we got you on, and and appreciate our group for rallying and 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 getting you on thanks for being patient and uh we really appreciate it that should be a great crowd saturday night no excuse not a school night you can still go to sunday school the next day but uh this is going to be a great one it's already sold out so i'm you know it's going to be it'll be a lot of fun i appreciate it scott well thank you and uh uh see you on saturday night hopefully you know i'll be in the house uh it is scott drew on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Wes Miller and his group, Cincinnati, they'll rebound. You better block out. They'll they'll hit the boards. They'll hit the boards both ways. It's time for Eve. He got one little down moment out of his system. He is a dominant player, and I think he's going to come out with a fire uh, on, uh, t- uh, on Saturday. So this is going to be exciting to see. The Baylor women, remember, are at noon tomorrow need to listen to that one as well all right it is time for something we call campus confidential that is next baylor big 12 basketball on espn central texas
The 14th-ranked Bears hosting Cincinnati Saturday evening in Foster Pavilion. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverses, $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor, or treat you like family find new roads most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee but with central national banks after hours service you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help you can contact us from 6 to 8 30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening and we'll connect you to a real live local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week bank different bank central central national bank member fdic you're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Coriel Health has an all-star team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons, including the Matt Mosley Show Sports Injury Expert, Dr. Lance Ellis. Whether your pain is from an old or new sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Coriel Health Orthopedic Team uses the latest minimally invasive technology, including an orthopedic robot to perform total knee replacements with unmatched precision. Call 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. King of the Road. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Rico, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Total. 
Local Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and uh, real good stuff there from Coach Drew, and um, that was... uh, that was good. We covered a lot of ground, and uh, we may let some of you uh, guys that are maybe just getting in your cars or hopefully getting off from work a little early, as we get into the 5 o'clock hour, around 5.30, we may let you hear uh, some of that because we got started just a little bit late. Uh, but that was that was fun to catch up with Scott Drew. But, uh, man, that was – and, by the way, we were just talking about Helberg Barbecue – being at Foster Pavilion, and that's going to start up uh, for tomorrow's game. Aaron, I have confirmed now with Philip Helberg that chopped beef and pulled pork sandwiches and banana pudding. Now, if anybody wanted that to be the media meal, I I would not be opposed to that. But I also have been known to actually pay for things myself. And I will be happy to wait in line and get a chop. Uh, let's see. I'd probably go pull pork. I might go pull pork. Both those are great options. And then some banana pudding. Aaron, that just, to me, that makes going to the foster even even more exciting. I mean, I, Aaron, you know what kind of dessert you could serve at this new venue? Aaron, I need you to ask me what, man. I give up. <laughs> I need you to do that audibly. <laughs> um, but bananas foster. <laughs> overrated. Okay, okay, Aaron. Let's let's get much some, ado about not very. Let's get <laughs> some campus. Let's get some campus confidential going. Do we have any news in college athletics today? I I had to. I struggled, but I was able to get a couple of stories. Nice. Washington's Kalen DeBoer, who guided the Huskies to the Pac-12 championship and a spot in the CFP National Championship game last season, has agreed to a deal to become Alabama's next coach. He replaces Nick Saban, who retired yesterday after coaching the Crimson Tide to six national championships in his 17th season. DeBoer informed Washington players and staff today that he is leaving for Alabama and the deal is expected to be made official sometime today. We barely, like a year ago, we barely knew this guy's name. Let's not, I mean, we, we it sounded familiar to us, but almost it was like that Oregon State coach that we're like, wait, what's that guy's name? Oh, Jonathan Smith? He's somewhere now, Aaron. Didn't he go somewhere? Jonathan Smith, I forget where he is. But, you know, you just have to kind of go, now, who is that? And now Kalen DeBoer. 
a household name in college athletics. He is not from the South. He won games in Sioux Falls. Now, he is from, I'll tell you where he is from, Aaron. Does, does Kalen DeBoer have some kind of Texas ties? Did he, was he born in, was he born in our state? I, I swear I was reading something the other day, and I thought, well, that's, I didn't know that. They said something about Texas and him. I'm going to look that up real quick. He had Indiana ties. That's where he kind of cut his teeth under Tom Allen after those years at Sioux Falls. I think he's a great coach. But, man, I think this is tough. I think this is a tough. He was born, Aaron, in Millbank, South Dakota. So I would say no Texas ties. He played at Sioux Falls. He then started coaching the wide receivers there. Then he was at a high school. And then he started working his way up at Sioux Falls. Won some national titles there at the Aaron, do we have any guess what Sioux Falls, what level that is? Is that sub that's an FCS type thing? Division two uh, sort of deal. And then Southern Illinois, Eastern Michigan, Fresno State, Indiana. Back to Fresno State as head coach. Then to Washington. I mean, I think this guy's an incredible coach. Aaron, what's missing from that resume? What did you not hear? (laughs) Any coaching or anything in the southern half of the United States. (laughs) Nothing below the Mason-Dixon line. Welcome to Tuscaloosa, Kalen. DeBoer and his wife, Nicole Aaron, have two daughters, Alexis and Avery. All right, good folks. And But, I mean, I, it, this is going to be interesting because they're basically ca- they're catching a guy while he's incredibly hot. You know, come, here he comes, here he comes. Let's see. I mean, even, Aaron, if they had gone with a 37-year-old Dan Lanning. See, I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, is that more of a sure thing? Well, he certainly hasn't coached as long as DeBoer. I mean, he's got 11 or 12 years less experience coaching. He was from, I was looking where Dan Lanning's from, uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri. He went to school. He played in that part of the country. He came up as a high school coach in Missouri, and then he started Arizona State, Sam Houston State. Aaron, I think if I'm looking at this correctly, Dan Lanning would have been at Sam Houston State about the time our old buddy Brian Bell was there. You know, right around then, they would have have crossed paths, perhaps. 2014, I think think Brian Bell was there in 2013, right around there. Um, Then he was at Alabama as a GA under the great Saban. Then Memphis, then Georgia. Like, you can make the argument that Dan Lanning's a better fit because he's been... He's been to Georgia. He's been on those staffs at Georgia. He was with Saban, but he's decided he's going to stay right there at Oregon. Aaron, if all things being equal, who would they have hired? If if Sark and and this guy, you, I mean, do you think they would have gone with Lanning? I do. Or do you think Norvell was the hire? I think it would have been Dan Lanning. I think they think he's he's still young and he's got yeah. He's obviously got a fire. In yep. him, you know, that a lot of coaches don't have. 
and he's a great recruiter, and he's a good face of the program. He's not that Kalen DeBoer is isn't all of those things too. It's just that Lanning's, I think, coaching history is a little more. Well, no, no, I'd have to check it. I, but I do think it was Lanning that, mm-hmm. they, that they were originally targeting. You know who Washington was interested in, Aaron, at one point? A guy before they hired DeBoer? Dave Aranda. I remember that. Washington loved Dave Aranda. Yeah. Um, that, that would not have been a horrible fit for him. You know, he's from from the West Coast. I mean, I, I think he I think he would have fit in, I mean, okay there. I mean, it's a little different crowd. It's not – he likes the – you know, his quirkiness and kind of quiet and all that. It works. It's it, it kind of works at Baylor. I don't I don't really know at Washington. Although Kalen DeBoer, Aaron, that's what's going to be weird about Alabama. Kalen, I mean, I, I think he's a great coach. He's like the nicest guy in college football. Mm-hmm. Like I, like he Lanny's is so different than Saban. Yeah, I mean I, I mean he looks kind of edgy. You know what I mean? DeBoer doesn't. It's not like you look at him and go, oh, there's Mister Rogers. Like I, to me, that's a when when DeBoer walks in a room, you're like, whoa, whoa, okay, that's our head coach. But man, from what I can tell, he is like incredibly nice. Like I don't know if he's as nice as Aranda, but he's nice. He's a very, very nice guy. That's why nobody felt great about like everybody. I mean, with Aranda especially, like it's like yeah. You probably ought to move on, but man, that guy's nice. You know, it's like, like right? Like he's such a good he's, guy. We don't he's too him. good of a guy. Why are we trying to fire this guy? And we did. You know, the Bears did not fire him. He's back, and he's got a whole new offensive staff. That's going to be. You know, what's going to be interesting here. It is like they blew out the they blew out the offensive staff, and those dudes landed. That's that's crazy. That. That they re- I mean, they were all ready. Everybody was ready for Jeff Grimes to get out of town, right? The fans, everybody. And and Kansas looks at him and goes, you know what? I think we'd like him to run our offense. That's It's always amazing to me. And, you know, and, and, and what I admire about Kansas is, you know, you, you could look at it as he's kind of damaged. Uh, uh, he's kind of damaged. But. I've talked to people that are in the hiring industry, Aaron, and like when they're hiring head coaches, people that are in the search community, and they kind of like a guy. They don't always mind a guy who's been fired somewhere. You know, Dave Aranda was part of a staff that got fired at Hawaii. The guy they hired at Florida, when Baylor was kind of looking at him at one point, Billy Napier, he got fired by Dabo and them, I think. He was somewhere and got fired. And and sometimes those search firms don't mind a guy who's uh, who's run into a little trouble and sh- and shown some resilience. All right, Aaron, do we have do we have time to get to one other headline? I thought that I was think good so. though. We we needed to we needed to have that discussion. Oh, absolutely. He's only replacing the goat college football head coaches, so that's right. Uh, uh, Baylor with a big pickup in the transfer portal today. Just go. happened about an hour ago. Ole Miss tight end Michael Trigg, a top 150 national recruit out of mm-hmm. high school. He uh, 
Spent his first season at USC, the last two at Ole Miss. He is transferring to Baylor. He was the number four tight end in the country in the class of 2021, according to On3 rankings, and he will be a Baylor Bear next year. Well, I don't know what they told him because I, you know, there was, <laughs> they used to, this group that this uh, Spavital comes from, they, they were not a big tight end heavy group. Now, I think he's learned to use the tight end more, but they lost a good one in Dabney. So I don't mind this at all. Aaron, do we have any numbers on the man from, what'd you say? So he was at Ole Miss, uh, Trig. Did he? What did he, did he? Did he put up any numbers last year, or had he kind of, had he been, had he been kind of moved off to the side? Was uh, he was injured his sophomore year. He had 17 for 156 and three touchdowns, and then yeah, last year, um, he only played in three games, caught four passes for 65 yards, and a touchdown. So he had fallen out of favor with the coaching staff. It appears. Yeah, I'm looking at him in his. Uh, in his old USC, you mentioned that he had been with USC. I mean, who knows? Maybe he can recapture some of what this guy – it had to be something other than athleticism because, Aaron, I'm looking at, like, some of his pictures at Ole Miss, and, I mean, this this is a stud. You know what I mean? Like, you, look, you, you take one look at this guy and you're like, whoa. So, I'm not sure – I'm going to read, Aaron, uh, and, and we'll come back. I'm going to read during the break this this article from Old Hottie Toddy, okay? OldHottieToddy.com about him, and we'll take a peek at Michael Trigg. I know, Aaron, we need to get into the 5 o'clock hour. Did you have one more you wanted to hit? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can do this one real quick. It, former Texas, Nebraska, and FAU quarterback Casey Thompson – Committed to Oklahoma today where he'll play his seventh season for his fourth different program. You know. He is the son of former Sooners quarterback uh, Charles Thompson. So, to him, it's kind of a a homecoming. It is. And Charles Thompson was unbelievable. And and Charles has got to be getting on up there a little bit. So. Uh, but because that we got to go back a long time for Charles Thompson. My gosh, that was that Charles was right after Boz and Casillas and them, I think. But I uh, that's good. I liked him at Texas. Uh, I, I hate that it hasn't really worked out wherever he's gone. And he's obviously going to back up Jackson Arnold. But, hey, Jackson Arnold looked pretty pedestrian in that bowl game. And I think he'll be fine. But this will be interesting. This is a major legacy going back home, a seventh year. And uh, Aaron, our other buddy, has a seventh year coming up. Um, you know, isn't that a seventh year for uh, Bohannon, uh, who will be at BYU? I yeah, think and that's about a seventh year. Yes. I don't know if yeah. that's four. That would be three schools for him, not four. But yeah, that's yeah, his yeah, yeah. Year but as I well. mean, just the, yeah, kind of the seventh year deal. Bowman going back to Oklahoma State. He will be granted, I think we learned recently, a seventh year. I'm surprised we hadn't had like an eighth-year player yet. We do in basketball, and he plays for Fairfield. And then BYU has a kid that's 26 who uh, is in his sixth year in basketball. 
All right, let's get going in the five o'clock hour, and we've got some really we got a special treat for you. Um, we Scott Drew was excellent as you would expect. I had a really fun visit with him. We're going to let some of you hear that later in the five o'clock hour, but we'll start by getting you ready for NFL Wild Card Weekend. It starts tomorrow. We discuss it next. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern-looking feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. I'm Joe Kaleo. Business owners deserve financial security, and we're here to help you achieve it. Let's build a relationship and develop a financial plan that can help safeguard your business and nurture your dreams. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. Morrison's Gifts and would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Day. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. Start off 2024 in style with the new Buick Envision from Richard Carr. Rated the number one compact SUV from J.D. Powers, the Envision has room for the family, advanced safety features, and a whispered quiet drive. Right now, qualified buyers save $5,000 on a 2023 Buick Envision at Richard Carr Buick or lease a new, well-equipped 2023 Buick Envision for only $335 per month. Call now, get here now, or log on now and drive home in your new Buick today. Richard Carr, we give you more. In the market for a quality metal building, since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. 
In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. La Fiesta, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. You can order any of the delish Tex-Mex food online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. From the La Fiesta family to yours, have a happy new year. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Well, it is. It's Mosley. And, boy, thanks to all our great sponsors, Central National Bank presenting sponsor. Thank you, Ted Teague, over there at Allen Samuels, doing your thing. As always, golly, this start the year new, big sell. I'll be telling you a little bit more about that. And then, of course, that 440 segment, uh, wow, Jim Turner Chevrolet stepping up in a big way. So uh, very, very appreciative of our our just amazing team of sponsors uh, as they just continue to get it done. Now, Aaron, as we uh, – we're going to let our drive-home crowd, you know, like – about 5.30, we get a whole new wave of people. They're like, what's, what's Mosley talking about? What are they up to? And um, what's Aaron have to say? And we had Scott Drew on earlier today. And so we're going we're gonna to play a little bit of that and uh, let our folks hear from Coach Drew because, uh, man, that was good stuff. That was good stuff. So Scott Drew coming up at about, oh, I don't know, 5.30, something like that. And uh, so be ready for that. Now, Aaron, we do have some, uh, from earlier today, some breaking college basketball news. And this is kind of interesting. Bill Self, in the aftermath of that UCF loss, there's been a benching. There's been a benching. Um, freshman Johnny Furphy, that's F-U-R-P-H-Y, will start KU's next game against Oklahoma over fellow freshman El Marco Jackson. <clears throat> um, Self told the media earlier today, we're going to start Johnny tomorrow. So Johnny's going to start one. We'll try something different. We'll see how that goes. Through 14 games, Furphy, Furphy didn't play against Yale. The freshman is averaging uh, 5.6 points, 48.3% shooting from the field, adding 2.6 rebounds. He's playing about 13 minutes a game. He he went on to say, I thought the first half the other day he made the play in transition that was about as athletic of anybody that we've ever had. 
taking off one foot like that in transition. I mean, I don't remember CB looking like that as a freshman, and that takes confidence to make that play. But he's shown flashes of shooting the ball with more confidence and looking to shoot the ball. I haven't seen him be a lot different confidence-wise in attacking the basket off the bounce and some things like that, but he'll get there. Aaron, who is that? Oh, Christian Brown is who he was talking about, CB, who was who was very athletic, sneaky athletic, Aaron, as we like to say. Uh, so that's interesting. And then they think hopefully Jackson will have a better impact coming off the bench. So I, I don't know. Oklahoma, where is that game, Aaron? Um, Jayhawks enter that game. So they're... They're ranked number two, while the Sooners enter number nine. Both of them are coming off losses. So it's an we'll Allen. see. Fog Allen. Okay. They are at Allen Fieldhouse tomorrow. This is kind of the weekend I really kind of. <coughs> not that I didn't last weekend, because obviously I was watching Baylor OSU. But like on this weekend, I kind of start really taking a look at what's all happening around the conference. And I want to see if Oklahoma is actually pretty good. I want to see if Kansas can bounce back. They generally don't lose two in a row. There was one year where they lost, oh, three of four or whatever. I think they bounced back that year and, and like, had a co-championship, maybe with Baylor that year. But it was a year where I thought, my gosh, I've never seen Kansas do this. I think they've only lost three in a row. Conference-wise, maybe twice in all of Bill Self's years there. You got to go way back when he took over for Roy. You got to go way back, 2006, whenever he took over. You, I mean, you have to go way back. They do not lose consecutive games. All right, Aaron, this is, uh, and again, Scott Drew coming up. Scott will have some some really good things for us, um, and that will be uh, fun. I uh, Baylor-Cincinnati, I was kind of hoping this game would be a little more of a breeze. It's not going to be. Cincinnati's good. <laughs> they hit the boards. And you heard Scott said they knew about this Jizzle James that's uh, Edgerin James's son that plays for Cincinnati. And Scott's going to – Scott compared him to – Davion Mitchell a little bit didn't say I mean, I'm not saying he's saying he's he's just saying he's got a little bit of that in him whoa could you Aaron could you have a higher compliment for a young man than that Davion now I've been watching Davion's minutes I, I'd like to see Sacramento get his uh get his uh minutes up I really would okay wild card weekend tomorrow uh, 3.30, we'll get Cleveland. This is the super wild card weekend because we're going to get games Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Cleveland at Texans. And then uh, at 3.30 and then the night game, 7.10. Always great, Aaron, on that Peacock game. When you got a place that's like minus 30, uh, windshield to put it as a night game that makes a lot of sense let's just make sure i mean surely you could just switch those golly you don't play that thing i mean the houston game's going to be in the 
That thing's in a dome. You're going to be playing that thing out there in minus 30 wind chill at night on Peacock. All right, we're streaming a game that involves the Dolphins in Casey. Aaron, make sure you're all peacocked up, okay? And that's going to be a doubleheader because you got NBC and Peacock will have that Cleveland at Houston, then Peacock will have that night game. Sunday, now Aaron, in those, I got to say, I don't, I'm kind of thinking I trust Flacco more uh, than I trust the Texans. I'm taking Browns. And I'm taking Chiefs. Chiefs are favored at home by four and a half. I got the Chiefs covering at home uh, in a cold, cold winter night. I do not trust Miami on the road in a cold weather game. Now, Aaron, earlier today when I mentioned that, you acted kind of like you were maybe going to ride with Miami. Are you still feeling like that? I am. The uh, Chiefs have been bad the last six weeks and I think that Miami's run game even if Mostert is out is going to hit some big plays on them in the snow okay I mean I I'm all for it I'm not no issue with the Dolphins playing well there except they just don't accomplish they don't get wins in this frigid weather and that's going to be ugly now Buffalo's going to be a mess that's a snowstorm. Now, the good thing is at least they're playing that game at noon. Sunday, we'll get out of church, get out of church, and we'll get ready for that one. Pittsburgh and Buffalo in the snow. We'll sit around in our warm homes. Now, I'll be driving out, and we're going to get that weather blowing in. I'll be driving out to Arlington for Green Bay Packers at, at Cowboys. Aaron, that game, I think the last thing I saw was at seven point. Cowboys favored by seven at home. I do like Green Bay. I kind of want to take them with that spread to cover that spread, but the Cowboys are so great at home, and they're so great at turning you over. And, again, it's a young quarterback, first time in the playoffs. Give me the Cowboys to cover the seven. Um, Aaron, which way are you leaning there? Oh, Cowboys. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, Aaron likes Cowboys I don't to think cover it'll be there. a blowout. I don't think it'll be a mm-hmm. down to the wire, if that makes sense. You know, 31-17, something like that. All right. All right. Um, Cowboys cover. And then the night game, we got Rams at Lions. Lots of great storylines. Lots of great storylines. Stafford going back home. Going back to where he cut his teeth in the NFL. Spent the first, I don't know, 10, 12 years of his career. Had a good run there. Had a good run. Uh, they'll give him a great, they'll give him a great welcome. But the Lions have other things in mind. This would be a huge breakthrough. Uh, this is an NBC game. Cowboys on Fox. And that noon game in Buffalo, that's a CBS game. Monday night. This is Eagles at Tampa. They kind of stuck it to ESPN a little bit, have to say. Now, I do, I like everything. The reason I'm going to be all in on this game is because I do love the Manning cast, and I think we're going to do some Manning cast with this. I don't care anything about, 
a McAfee cast. I've never been so sick of hearing about some. Um, and I like the media. I mean, I've been in the media for years. I don't normally. I mean, I know Stephen A. And I've known him for many years. And I know a lot of people, oh, I can't stand Stephen A. I'll tell you one thing. The, my interactions with Stephen A. And again, I don't watch his, that show that much. I don't want to act like some big Stephen A. fan. But I will say I had great interactions with him. Where I thought, oh my gosh, they're going to try to get me to cart Stephen A. Oh, Stephen A's here. Stephen A said to me, I'll never forget, he came into a Cowboys game one time, and I was having to blog about the game. And then they're like, hey, Matt, check in to see what Stephen A's writing after the game. And whatever, I went up to talk to Stephen A thinking, oh, this is going to be great. You know, I got to hear what Stephen A wants to write. And Stephen A. Smith looked at me and said, and again, he was already very popular, and he said, hey, this is your team. This is what you cover. You take whatever you want, and I'll write whatever else. And I always remembered that. I thought, you know what? Everybody who thinks, I mean, is he a prima donna and a diva? Sure. But he, I had great interaction with him. All right. Um, I am taking the Bucks. I would not bet on the Eagles in a million years right now. All right, Aaron, good Same. stuff. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, Aaron's with me on that. Um, let's hear from Scott Drew, though the Baylor head men's basketball coach, and let's hear from him next. Sunday afternoon, it's playoff football with your Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers, live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Morrison's Gifts would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Delhi. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. 